Welcome back to the Data Bliss Podcast. I'm Noah. I'm Brendan. All right, we got our next offseason preview today. We're going to give you salary cap breakdowns, potential trades, potential draft picks. Um, that's going to be for the AFC West. Um, so if you haven't caught the AFC East, AFC North, and AFC South, we did those in the last kind of three episodes here. Uh, you know, not exactly. I think we did. We've picked them up recently. Uh, so we're covering a lot of offseason stuff. And we're going to give you some NBA and NFL news, too. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. All right. So let's start with NBA news, and then we can talk about the betting competition last night, give our bets, split the podcast in half. So if you guys don't want to listen to the NBA stuff, uh, skip to about, and, you know, I'm not going to do timestamps, still don't have the time to figure that out, but let's call it. 15 minutes. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Start firing them off. All right. NBA news. LeBron. Oh, last night. I mean, we could talk about our betting competition. So last night was absolutely brutal for me. Uh, After talking all that shit last, last time um, I went 0 and 2. I now sit at 5 and 3 since the all-star break. And you went two and zero, right? Yeah. And I believe you now sit at five and three. three. Yeah, (laughs) you're you're talking shit for no reason. No, it's fun though. You want to you want to come on here and be like, oh well, you tried really hard, and maybe next time you'll come back. Like, no, fuck you. I'm gonna talk shit when I get to talk shit, and you get to talk shit when you get to talk shit. Fair enough. Um. I mean, it was only a two-game difference. We got the rest of the season. It was early. Yeah, it was a one-night difference. <laughs> you got to wait until I get at least a, a more than one-night lead. But you got you know, to be leading shit? by like 10. Once you're up by like 10. 10, 10 does feel insurmountable. Um, but yeah, I, I had a decent shot on both of my bets here. Um, so I had... The Clippers over the Lakers, uh, it all seemed like it was going well, really well, right up until the fourth quarter uh, when LeBron kind of just cooked my entire hopes and dreams. Not a great sign for the Clippers in their kind of playoff hopes there. That did feel like a collapse that could be seen later in the season um, in you know, some really serious moments or just a game that they kind of needed to have. What's your take on that game in particular? Well, it was awesome that LeBron went for 21 in the fourth. Um, That was just a crazy comeback. They were down 19 going into the fourth quarter and just found a way to win. Kind of like what they did last year where they just showed up in the games that mattered and then all of a sudden they were like right there near the end. So I guess... What I'm saying is this team, you know, they still have LeBron. They still could do it. Um, are they likely to? Probably not. But um, on the other side of the ball, the Clippers, they didn't have Paul George. Um, I don't think they had, was it Westbrook? Yeah, no, Westbrook played. Um, but they didn't have Paul George in this game. And, you know, I think he's their second guy on this team. Um yeah. So, 
you need your second guy when you're playing a team that needs to win. Yeah, I mean Harden the and team Kawhi that has LeBron. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really great game from LeBron. Kind of backed up. I think Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell had great games too with, you know, 17 and 18 points. So it was LeBron, but it was also kind of all the starters on that team were able to get some scoring going. Uh, nobody had less than 10 points. Austin Reeves had 13 on 6 for 11 shooting, which was the lowest out of all the starters. He still had 5 assists, 8 rebounds. So I was really impressed with that for them. Um. So my next game here was Cavs over the Bulls. And I don't like know what happened. DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic and Andre, Andre Drummond had 26 rebounds. Just fucking crazy. And then DeRozan, <laughs> 35 points. Vucevic, 24, 13 and 5. Uh was not able to get this one done. Honestly, when you look at the box score, it, it does look like Chicago ran away with it. Donovan was able to kind of put up a decent game. Uh, Darius Garland had 50% shooting on 14 attempts from three, which is really impressive. Uh, Evan Mobley, 25-13-1. But kind of everyone else, uh, actually Karis LeVert had 15 assists, which was nuts. So decent stats all around not the same as you know what we saw from the bulls yeah i mean the bulls are a decent basketball team like they're they're dangerous um when they're at home you know a team comes in maybe they're resting a couple guys or whatever and then all of a sudden like the bulls are winning by 15 in the fourth quarter so it was pretty cool that this game went um to overtime but all all that really happened here is the Bulls dominated the glass and got it done. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bulls probably not the better team. Feel like they match up pretty evenly, to be honest. Uh, I think both teams are pretty strong defensively, pretty balanced all over the court. Uh, surprisingly for the Bulls, you know, they have their on nights, they have their off nights. Uh, it felt like one of those nights where they were on. Everything went well for them. Uh, the Cavs weren't able to get it done against them. Yeah, so, Jared Allen only had four rebounds. Yeah, it's not great. So you had, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you had the Mavericks and the T-Wolves, right? Yes. So tell me a little bit about those games there. It looks like Luke had a triple-double. Yeah, Luca had a big game. Kyrie went for 29. Um just good basketball, you know, the Mavericks we've come to expect. Just score a shit ton of points and win the game because yeah. you made a ton of threes. Um, and Luca probably went crazy. So that's all you really got to say about what happened in this game. Um, it's a team they should beat, and they did. Yeah, Scotty Barnes ended up playing 39 minutes, poor guy. Uh, Isaiah Quickly, or Emmanuel Quickly, sorry. Um, was right up there as well. I think he had like 38. Those guys were in the game for a long time. They're going to be sore today. Uh, it's pretty brutal. But yeah, Luca is really a difference maker. It was cool to see Kyrie show up a little bit as well. Uh, PJ Washington, 23. It's the Mavs. 
they're they have a lot of offensive firepower and they're good they really showed it they're good and maybe luca does win that mvp we were talking about because if they just keep dominating like this like they have a chance yeah it felt like uh, this was a big statement game for him you know the triple double Really I mean, seems like he does that like twice a week. He does, but <laughs> this, this was a good one. 16 assists is a lot of assists. That is a lot of assists. I like when you have more than 15 assists. That looks really good. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, okay, next game, Anthony Edwards, 34 points. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Minnesota was just better. <laughs> yeah i mean they didn't do anything crazy special like anthony edwards came out gave you some points and then otherwise like pretty quiet days um carl anthony towns only had 13 he had 11 rebounds so like solid day at the office but jared jackson jaron jackson kept it close um yeah, really his 33 game. points but otherwise like the plus minus um for Rudy Gobert was minus 16, which I thought is just absolutely hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that. I didn't see that. That's uh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's really that's bad. It's very impressive. Uh, so Jaren Jack- It wasn't is... like Jaron Jackson doing that to him. He had minus seven. Was... That's true. I don't even know who did that. Like, it's just Rudy Gobert, man. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the T-Wolves are just better. And Rudy Gobert had a shit day, and it was obvious. But other than that, that's the only reason it was close. Yeah, I think that's a, a good assessment. Uh, so congrats, you're, you're back in it. Feel good? Yeah, and I get to pick your bet. Whoa. It's not over this week, is it? Oh, we got to pick tonight. Yeah, we went one and one, right? Or I don't even know. We'll we'll, we'll circle back on that. Um, let's pick our bets for tonight, and let's make it take about four minutes, and then we'll be right at the fifteen minute mark, like I promise. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. It's brutal trying to do this without the, uh, you know, cutting it too much or anything like that. So we are getting good at knowing how long everything takes. Um, so we were tied at three and one. And then I hit my two and then you hit your two. And you missed two and I missed two. So I think we're tied on the week and on the season. Yeah. So whoever wins tonight wins it all. You won. You get to pick your bet first. All right. So I like the Lakers over Washington. Another safe one. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how you're going to pick otherwise, because I don't think there's a whole bunch of other ones that are like great. You're talking about the Lakers over Washington tonight. Oh shit. Are we, are we doing Thursday or Friday? We're doing Friday. You can't. You can't be. Okay. <laughs> nice try there too. All right. So, 
I'll take. I like Minnesota over Sacramento. Okay. I think it's good. Yeah. Minnesota has a much better defense than Sacramento. That's a good bet. Yeah. And I think they'll just outscore them too. I'm well all over the place here. I... I think the Grizzlies got this one in the bag over the Trailblazers. They're a minus three. And then my next that's, bet. What's your take that's on that? That's an interesting one. What, yeah, I, I mean, don't know, man. It feels like why, the, am I, why am I betting on this game? <laughs> that's that's my question. The, like, the Grizzlies played really well against uh, the T-Wolves. So I think, I think they... They scored 100 points. They, they played well. Aaron Jackson is good. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, All and then right. I also want to take the uh, the Bucks here. And if you take the Clippers, you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take like, with the Wizards on the second night of a back to back, going against them. Like, come on, that's weak. And I'll take. A lot of these are long odds. Tickets are as low as two dollars for the Memphis. I'll take New game. Orleans over Indy. Uh, Indy. I like that. I think New Orleans has not been great when I've bet on them, but they are uh, a team where you can find a lot of value. Yeah, they win some. They win some good games, and they're right there. Hmm. Okay, um, so the winner of tonight gets to place the anti-bet. You'll hear about that on Sunday. We might tie for the second week in a row. Um, and in the case that we do that, we we should just start making the on the tie, not place a bet, and then just make the pot get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. We each chip in like five bucks. <laughs> and so if we keep tying... We placed like a hundred bucks on the fucking Pistons on an anti-bet. That's ridiculous. That'd be awesome. Uh, we should we should take the money and put it towards an NBA Finals bet. I don't hate that. We could use a we could use a future to get behind as a as a podcast. I have the Clippers and the Suns. Um, so I'm kind of rooting for the Clippers, but I would I think throwing a bet on maybe like OKC would be really fun. Yeah, like not I mean, that I actually think they're gonna win. It's like it's like an investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I would invest in OKC right now. Why wouldn't you just invest right. in the Celtics? I don't know. All right, so we are past 15 minutes. We're gonna jump over into the. Salary cap breakdown. Uh, for those of you joining us just now, almost got it right. Um, so <laughs> try to keep it under fifteen minutes. Sometimes you shoot the shit for too long, but um, just talked about the betting contest and stuff like that. So we're gonna get into the AFC South, and we're gonna do that starting with the Broncos. 
who AFC without West. a doubt or AFC West, sorry. Uh without a doubt have the worst cap situation in the entire league. Yeah, they're that... absolutely fucked. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do here? I don't know. I have a few players. I don't think there's anything you can being, do. You got to be ruthless, right? So you got to cut Tim Patrick. You got to trade Justin Simmons. Um, Garrett Bowles has 16 million a cap. I think he's good enough where you can trade him. Trade. For whatever, for like a second, who the fuck cares? Or like a fifth, uh, who the fuck cares? Samaje P. Ryan cut. Pat Sertain, you got to hold on to him almost no matter what. Jared Stidham cut. I've gotten the Broncos $31 million into the positive by doing that, uh, making all those moves. I think uh, their defense is just so old. Yes, but it's like pretty good other than a few holes yeah but you can't you can't keep it around you think they're actually gonna no. run it back no because i'm just no. i'm jumping into this they are rebuilding they are cutting all losses to. on these guys there's nothing that they can do um you know to recover this roster unless they just cut everybody that has you know a significant amount of cap savings compared to their dead cap and try to develop some young guys and figure it out. Yeah. What about uh Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton, um I think he stays. Uh and I think he stays because I don't think they can get a lot for him in a trade. And if they could, they could they would have done that last trade deadline. But he is $17.3 million cap hit, saved 9.7 by cutting him. I think you keep Sutton because he's probably going to be a guy that helps you develop that next quarterback you bring in. Um, probably. And I think that's really helpful because Jerry Judy's not very good and they don't really have any other receiving threats. And Cortland Sutton has proven that in the right situation, he can actually be pretty good. Uh, so he's somebody that I'd actually keep an eye on as keeping around. Yeah, and that makes sense to me just because you definitely need a guy who a quarterback can rely on and a $17 million cap hit for Cortland Sutton, I think is like an absolute deal. So I don't think that's think- an absolute deal. I think it's about what I'd expect though. I've, in my opinion, Corlin Sutton is a fantastic wide receiver. Um, wow. I'll have to trade him yeah. to you. You could, but you always ask for way too much, as you always do. <laughs> but that's another topic of discussion. Um, but with Corlin Sutton, I think he's really good. I think if he were to hit the free agent market right now, I think he could still get somewhere like 21, 22. I think that's more than fair. Um, I think him with a actual quarterback – would probably show that. Um, but this team has like no hope for the next five years, unless they draft the next Mahomes. 
Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say next five, but you got to just consider, like, they've got to go get whatever they can for the guys that are aging defensively um, and on their O-line. And kind of eat that Russell Wilson cap hit for now. Questionably, just cut him. Um, if you cut him, so you save $60 million next year. And in 2027, you're up $53 million. So long term, that's the play for them. If they cut him and make all of the moves where I said that I said, which are cutting Garrett Bowles, Justin Sim or trading Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, cutting Tim Patrick, Jared Sidham, and Samaj P. Ryan, there's still gonna be sixteen million in the hole because of that massive uh amount of cap hit that you get from cutting Russ. You actually take on another fifty million dollars in cap hit. But it sets you up for the long run. Um, I think if you're going to be a realist about this team, you just got to say, we are going to suck next year. And after that, we can be good. And if you don't do that, you're going to be in a situation where you're trying to, like kind of like the Saints, where you're kind of trying to ride the cap, ride these old guys off into the sunset, but you're not good. And you're then you're just going to be constantly in the negative in cap space. Yeah, it feels like it's just one of these teams that just keeps patching holes, but they can't seem yeah. to like actually just build something new, um, which is what they need to do. I mean, they, they have some great players. They especially did when they had, uh, what's his name, Chubb, when they had him. They were, yeah, they had a pretty nasty defense with him and Von Miller. Um, so, I mean, they had the defensive pieces they fucked up and now they need to just burn it to the ground because otherwise they're just going to keep patching and this team will never be fun to watch. Yeah. And there's, there's not much else to it. Um, in terms of draft capital, they're also not doing too hot. Um, they do have their own 12th, round pick or not 12th round first round 12th overall pick uh they're still to take cornerback which is an interesting pick for them because i feel like they have needs at wide receiver uh you know just offensive weapons needs at quarterback needs at kind of they will have needs all over the defense as their guys continue to age um probably d-line um but they've they've moved a decent amount for other things they moved um their second round of this year for who the fuck Sean is their Payton. coach yeah <laughs> oh <well>. uh <laughs> so they moved their second rounder for sean payton so that's that's tough and gonna hurt the rebuild so they'll figure it out but they don't have the answers in the draft right now they can't find the answers in free agency they're kind of fucked yeah, they're very fucked. Um, they don't have picks. They don't really have the means to rebuild. It's just like, how much money are you willing to spend like, to not suck? So it's like, you have some, some of these guys who are 
getting $9 million, $9 million, $9 million. Like they have zero cap space. All they need to do is just fire sale and rebuild. And that's all there is to it. The funny thing is we didn't even mention like re-signing anybody. No, like, we're not that's, be doing that. that's, yeah, that's like not even in the question. So it'll, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting, but we're probably looking at the worst team next year. I would be comfortable with that assessment. Um, do they own their own 2025 first? I think so. Okay. I can't tell right now, but I think that has an impact on what their decision is. If they do own it, I think they might go with the situation that we brought up where they kind of just cut and trade all the guys that can give them some good cap savings and then try to get out of that Russell Wilson contract. Yeah, that contract's putting them behind big time. So bad. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I've gotten them to four, and I'm just sitting here trading and cutting people. I think they're, they have like six players left. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's move on to the next team. What do we got? Chiefs? Yeah. Interesting. And this is some of the news that we didn't talk about because we were going to talk about NFL news and then we kind of forgot. Um, so Jerry Sneed can, can go ahead and seek a trade, right? Yep. So that is very interesting for them. I feel like he was such a defensive weapon. Chris Jones, a guy that they might have to bring back. They have currently $9 million in... Uh, Cap space, not anything crazy, but yeah, I I don't know what they're going to do outside of, can they even re-sign Chris Jones? I think they're going to somehow. I just yeah, don't know how. Out, restructure yeah. Patrick Mahomes' contract somehow? Yeah. Spread I mean, it out he, over another 15 years? Just... <laughs> I mean... If he really wants to succeed, yeah. Like, if he lowered his number, it would help. <laughs> but is that realistic? Well, probably not. Dude, they're probably... I think I figured it out here. So, with Legereus Sneed, his cap savings, if you trade him, is nineteen eight. That would give you $29 million in cap space. I think Chris Jones is... Probably valued about $29 million. Uh, he made 26 last year. Or 29, 26. So, yeah, he's... Uh, that's what they're going to do. They want Chris Jones back. They're willing to move off Legereus Sneed. That, that, those numbers line up perfectly. Um, is there anybody else that you could see them potentially bringing back? I think, for me, I'm looking at maybe Willie Gay... I do feel like Jerry McKinnon has established some rapport there. Um, I don't see anybody else, really. They, they do have a lot of their guys under contract still. Yeah, they're in a weird spot. Um, I think they just got to pretty much go to these guys and like restructure. I think that's 
the best thing they could do to say, Hey, do you guys want to win next year? Because we got to pay our guys. And if you can pay your guys, get Chris Jones back and somehow make Legarius need happen. Like that's a perfect world. Um, you don't really need to go out and buy too much. Like you're not going to go out and get a wide receiver. You're probably going to draft one. Um, so I think that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, I think so. And they have some picks in the draft. Nothing crazy. They have uh, 32, 64, 95, 133, 158, 172. So they have more than a few picks inside the top 200. They have their first, you know, two, three first rounders or first picks. Um, so they, they should be able to make some moves right now. They're mocked Troy Franklin, uh, which is an interesting pick, 6'3", 178 out of Oregon. He's a pretty great weapon. I think would line up really well next to Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey uh, for however long Travis Kelsey is there. I could also see them taking Adonai Mitchell. Um, 6'4", 196 is just an absolute monster. Or maybe somebody like Ladd. I know I keep saying that Ladd McConkey is a good receiver, and you'll see it soon. Uh, I know you hate the pick, but he's he's pretty cool. I think Troy Franklin makes sense because you're adding speed and a vertical threat. Okay. Um, but I think what's interesting is the offense is probably going to be way better than it was last year. Like Mahomes is not going to go two years in a row without surpassing – 4,500 passing yards. Like, he's going to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's going to figure something out. The offense is going to be good. So, you keep one of these defensive guys, yeah, you add to the offense, but how good can you make the offense? Because that's probably what they're going to need to do next year to win. Yeah, it looks like right now they're mocked Xavier Luguet in the second round here, which is ridiculous. You know, I think they're going to come in and take Troy Franklin and Xavier Leggett, just get two massive deep threats. It's hilarious to think about. That would be wild. I mean, never see anything like it. They're probably going to strengthen their defense a little bit, but also grab a weapon. Um, and depends on how they're, they're thinking their O-line is, but I think their O-line is pretty solid. Yeah, their O-line is solid. Yay. And on to the Raiders, who, for me, are one of the most boring teams to talk about. Just don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot going on either. I mean... There's some cap space. Yeah, they got cap space, but, I mean, they got Jimmy Garoppolo under contract. Devontae Mm. Adams is a big number. Devontae Adams' cap hit is 25 mil getting up there so jimmy g is 28 mil i mean i don't know what you're supposed to do about that i guess you cut and save 11 because i don't see anybody trading for him yeah i think they cut jimmy g and then we've seen that hunter renfro has struggled in this offense a little bit he has an 8 million cap savings hit so we could cut him get them up to 62 I don't think Hunter Renfro has been actually offering them anything. Is there anybody that, I mean, 
Josh Jacobs is an unrestricted free agent. Do you think that they're going to yeah, try to bring him back again? Or they're, they're expected done? to. They're expected to bring happening. him back. I didn't see it happening last year either, but it's like they're not in the best situation to compete right now. I don't think they, I think they have to like kind of time their windows around Max Crosby and they've done that a little bit with like the signing of Jacoby Myers and I think bringing back Josh Jacobs would be a move in that direction, but I just don't know how much I like that for them. Yeah, but Josh Jacobs is going to want to get paid a certain amount of money. And this is a team that can do it. Like, it yeah, of, right. of all the teams we've talked about, none of these teams are in a position to be paying a running back that much money or need a running back. So he's probably going to end up right back there. And that's probably why he'll end up not signing for too, too much. But it's just because there's no market right now. Like all these other teams have other big holes. Um, that can be kind of replaced at running back by a guy who's maybe not as talented, but can be a little bit of a workhorse. Do you think we could see them maybe thinking Zamir White is a guy for them if they don't go that way? Could be. Just try it out for a year. I mean, he looked good in a few games that he played, so yeah, he's solid. He was he was a beast in college. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, in the draft here, they have the 13th pick um, and 44th. They are mocked right now to take cornerback and Penix, which I, I think would be a really good add for them, somebody that they could develop behind Andy O'Connell or maybe Jimmy G is not going to be there next year. but um, Andy O'Connell like again. Fucking Andy <laughs> O'Connell. It's because I know a, a kid named Andy O'Connell. Uh, but if they have Penix, like pretty good, they have Devonte Adams. Yeah, at least gives them a I think chance. That would work out. I like that. But Jesus, they got a lot of money tied up in some of these guys. Yeah, it's not great, but they do have. I mean, it's like looking at this is like if you had the the Broncos and they just never had done anything about russell wilson and you're like oh mm. this isn't great but like there's moves that you can make to be good and it's like they just kind of kept rolling with their shitty quarterbacks that they had done for years are they gonna figure it out this year the raiders probably not but they always are kind of gritty they have a good defense uh you know strengthened by max crosby uh he's kind of just like the, the man there they have pretty good receivers. I think it's a good time to bring in a quarterback and get him up to speed in this offense and try to hit a championship window in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, this is the time to do it, right? Like, for them, it's like full go. Um, like, anything's on the table. And if you can get it done, you can get it done. But if it doesn't work, then you're burning it to the ground. Like, yep. they're right on the verge. So... It could really go either way, but I think we kind of both agree that they're kind of headed towards the kind of burning it down scenario. Oh, yeah. But you can't let, like, a generation, not generational, but, you know, 
top top three, top five pass rusher in the league kind of just go wasted. Like that's one of the most valuable positions. That's like having, for example, Aaron Rodgers and never putting a defense around him. It's not something that you want to be doing. Um, so I think for that reason, they're probably going to keep Max Crosby, but they could also like move him reasonably. And they'd probably get a shit ton of assets back. Uh, if they wanted to go that route, move Devontae Adams, move Max Crosby, they could probably kickstart that rebuild that way too. Oh, like on paper, yes. But once again, yeah, it comes down to like Mark Davis needing to make money. <laughs> um, do you Here know that thing about facts and logic? <laughs> no, do you know that? Uh, do you know that thing um, about Mark Davis? Like. He doesn't technically like own all the team or whatever like his mom does. You know about this? No, what? So like I guess his mom like owns the team or whatever. And like when she dies, he inherits it. But apparently he can't like afford to pay the tax on like the inheritance. (laughs) So that's like the theory behind like all their general managing moves. Wow. So they're just trying to make money? Yeah. <laughs> or is he trying to devalue the team? The taxes Could be either. <laughs> but he did just build a giant stadium in Las Vegas. Like, yeah. That's not a good move if you're trying to devalue the team. Go move back to Oakland. Yeah. Go move to OKC. Um, all right. Yeah. I think the Raiders are in a pretty good spot. That kind of throws my entire brain through a loop. If he's trying to save money or make money here and there. Um, but we'll see what, uh, they end up doing with some of their bigger guys. I think Jimmy G's probably a casualty though. He's probably gone. Oh, it has to be. We're just wasting time if he's still there. Um, okay. And then we have the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers are in a weird spot. Um, So Mike Williams was cut, right? Was he? Thought he was. I think he was. He's on the, he's on their cap space, but I think he was cut. I think, I think they said he's, um, supposed to be cut. All right, I'm going to count him as cut. I would. And then... It's a 20 million cap space save. That's insane. So then they're down to five in the negative. They have a lot of guys. Not a ton, but a few guys that you'd want to re-sign. Kenneth Murray. Austin Eckler. Yeah, Kenneth Murray. They're not expected to uh, re-sign Eckler. I wouldn't think so. He looked like shit last year. Yeah. So I think what's <laughs> probably going to happen is they're going to draft a running back. Blake Corum? Where are they? So they have five. Nobody's taking a running back at five this year. They're going to get allegedly no, Joe I'm Alt. Second round, third round, whatever it is. Yeah, Chris Jennings is who they're slated at at 37 D-line. But right around there 
it, actually nobody's even first wide receiver or first running back is not going until oh they forget to add wide or running backs to this fucking mock draft I see <laughs> I see Braylon Allen at 93 so I think Blake Corum can't be too far ahead of him so yeah I think they're totally going to be at 37 in the situation to pick the first running back off the board potentially um, could be Blake Corum it would be Braylon Allen. There'd be a couple of those other guys. Well, with this like draft, with the combine coming up, some of these guys are going to ascend that list just based yeah. off of their testing. This happens every year. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, Jonathan Taylor, like monster stats at the combine. And then it's like, okay, we now he's. Known. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he was, he was just a beast at the combine. And like, you see all these guys in college, like, all of them are missing tackles and are breaking tackles, missing them, hurtling shit, and they're just got crazy stats. But once they get into the combine, they kind of figure out who are those guys that are actually like modern day NFL size and speed. Like, we'll find that out soon. Yeah, I'm excited to find that out. Like, we got many days until we get like running back testing. I don't know. Um, but I think I think if the Chargers can add a running back um, for cheap and then save money on Mike Williams and just kind of let it roll with the new coaching staff for a year, I think that's probably the way to go. But the window has to be now. It does. Yeah, they, they could be in a better spot, but I think they've... They have, you know, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen, Derwin James, Eric Kendricks. These are all guys that are old as fuck. And yeah, if they and don't they're projected to have out, 112, 112 in space next year. They might have. I don't know if they make it all the way there. Is does Herbert have a contract? Yes. Oh, it doesn't kick in until 2025, really. I'm like, and why is still this are so projected, weird? Still projected 112 in space. It's because they're losing Keenan Allen, Rayshon Slater, Mike Williams, um, Asante Samuel Jr., and Eric Kendricks. Yep. Yeah, they, they got to kick it in this year. Uh, potentially bring a couple of those guys back on more competitive like salaries to compete on, not like competitive yeah. salaries, but hey, we're gonna go all in. Uh, are you in? Or are you not? Type of deal. So I'm interested to see how that works out for him. Um, I think Keenan Allen could be hitting an age cliff pretty soon, though. He could, but he's still a really good wide receiver. His route running is top tier. So, yeah. and Justin Herbert, I give him like one more great year, and then he's he's gonna fall down. Yeah, Justin Herbert's sick. I'm just saying it's gonna happen. I mean, gonna sneak up of course on it's gonna happen at some point. And but, uh, luckily, that luckily they just drafted a wide receiver in Quinton Johnston. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I think we almost already know. I have been doing some mock drafts for some startups, and I'm like, shit. Like, do I want 
I mean, I don't know what the decisions I'm making are, but it's like Dontavian Wicks or Quentin Johnston. And I'm like, which is crazy. Like, I think I might take the take a little flyer on Quentin Johnston. Like, it's not too bad. No, I thought you were going to say take Wicks. <laughs> but it's crazy that we oh, were no. having that discussion. Like, yeah. who would have thought? Yeah, it was, it was a real bad rookie year. Uh, I think he might be able to bounce back from it. But his separation, his drop issues, you know, it's like he's one of those guys that was a contested catch wide receiver in college. And nine times out of ten, those guys fucking suck. So. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I think that covers what we have here for the AFC West preview. Uh, we will be back on Monday with the NFC East. Um, anything else you want to go over before we call the show? No, I think we're good. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, I'll post a link to the website in the description. We have a newsletter there. Feel free to sign up for that. I will soon start sending updates about when we post new episodes, what those episodes are about with uh potentially timestamps i don't know i haven't done it yet so don't get mad at me when you sign up and you don't get anything uh so i'm definitely not gonna spam you and we have all our social media and stuff there uh and then don't forget to like subscribe follow uh rate five stars you know all that shit really appreciate it and help join uh the growing channel thank you